0: Building Faith podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. So you finally put your foot down. Maybe you've kicked the narcissist to the curb or cut ties with toxic family members. After much prayer and soul searching, you're ready to move on. But before you can cue the confetti, you get the message, I've changed. Could this be the turnaround you've been praying for or just another tool in their manipulation box? That's why in today's video, I wanna share with you the three powerful clues that will show you that this person has actually changed and the one thing that guarantees they haven't. Now, these clues can best be demonstrated by this garden. The garden that was once beautiful and vibrant with so much potential is now wilted and overgrown. Now, for a non-gardener, this could look like a lost cause. It's dead beyond repair. But gardens like this don't just happen by accident. They're a result of neglect and maybe even some abuse. And the same is true for hurt in relationships. And while the instinct is to just jump to clue number three, I want you to be careful because that would be the very thing that will guarantee that your garden will wilt all over again. Because the true problem is that some people will walk past this garden and think nothing of it. They won't even realize that it's in bad shape or worse, they just won't care. And that's the problem with people who have sinned against you that won't recognize their part in the problem. You see, without the recognition of wrongdoing, there is no hope for clues two and three. And this is the part that most partners are accused of nagging and holding on to past resentments, when the truth is they just want a recognition for the actions that were committed to get this beautiful garden to this awful place. And they often settle for a simple recognition of the fact that the the garden is run down, but there's no recognition for the other person's contribution. In fact, here's where you'll likely get met with the one key sign that this person is not to be trusted again, and that sign is blame. If they are blaming you and taking no part in the deterioration of your garden, my friend, it is likely no matter what you do, this garden will never be what you hoped. But when recognition is present, it's like turning a light on in a dark room. It may be a mess, but at least you can see where you're going and what needs to be done. Clue number two is one that we long for, we beg for, we argue over. And Crystal made the mistake of demanding it from her mother, who would belittle her in front of others, but then call it mothering. Crystal was 56. She didn't need mothering. She needed her mother to say the words that she so longed to hear. But Crystal didn't get clue number one. Her mother didn't even recognize that what she was doing was wrong. Instead, she justified her behavior and even blamed Crystal for making her behave this way because she was not obeying her mother. Now, the two simple words that Crystal longed to hear were nowhere to be found. She never heard the words, I'm sorry. Not without disclaimers. But clue number two is more than just hearing those two magic words, it's about repentance. So what's the difference? Well, do you remember when we were kids and we would get into a fight with another student at school and the principal would take you in, take you both into the office and then make you shake hands, say you're sorry and make up? Yeah, that's not repentance. The words, I'm sorry, alone hold no more power than someone claiming to believe in God but don't live a life that follows him. Repentance is a deep conviction over the pain that you've caused and the extreme effort to turn in the other direction. It's not a sorry, or I'm sorry, but, or I'm sorry if only you, or I'm sorry, you, or any other deflecting, devaluing statement that is meant to sound like an apology. It begins with, I'm sorry, I and continues to move forward to the next phase. In other words, repentance is required for restoration. Even first John 1, 9 says it best. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And until you receive that type of repentance, the only thing they are sorry for is how your boundaries are affecting them. Now, This doesn't mean that we don't forgive others, but it does mean that without the confession of wrongdoing, you'd be a little foolish to trust. Now, the third clue is the one we jump to for immediate relief. In fact, many people are willing to do the work of clue number three for the actual wrongdoer and all in an effort to just get things back to normal. But moving to clue number three too quickly is like trying to fill a bucket with a hole in it. But when you see clue number three in conjunction with recognition and repentance, oh, my friend, it's like watching that withered garden come to life again. And just as a neglected garden left unattended will grow over with weeds and all the good stuff dies, so too can a relationship suffer under the weight of unresolved issues and hurtful actions. Repairing the damage is akin to patient, nurturing process of reviving a garden. And it involves pulling up the weeds of misunderstanding, watering that parched soil of trust and replanting the seeds of compassion and empathy. This process not only brings the garden back to life, but also strengthens it against future storms. Now, in a similar way, taking the time and effort to repair the relationship helps in building a stronger more resilient bond, just as a well-tended garden blossoms and thrives. My friend, a relationship that operates out of recognition of wrongdoing, true repentance, and a willingness to repair is certainly worth another chance. But if you are met with blame of any kind, you'd better believe this person hasn't changed and strong boundaries are in order. To learn how to set biblical boundaries that you can be proud of, I want to invite you to jump on over to episode 221 and check out that episode next. Also, I want to invite you to grab a copy of our free Toxic People's Survival Guide. My friend, this is my free gift to you to help you learn how to identify and deal with all the difficult people in your life. I will go ahead and include a link in the show notes, or you can jump on over to chrisreese.com and grab that valuable resource today. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.